0: Welcome to the Fit Dad Club podcast. My name is Travis Jones. We're here with Jason Barrett today for another week, another episode. And today we're talking about balancing family and fitness. This is for dads um, or people who want to be dads, I guess, as well, or really anyone. And today we're talking about, or anyone who wants to transform their life, be the best version of them. But today we're talking about balancing the dynamic between having your family and getting being the best you getting your fitness on point now when i was 20 i had really little um little things that held me back from fitness you know i could train when i wanted to train i ate when i wanted to eat um my finances were my finances and that was it you know the constraints i had upon my life were very little um but when you become a dad when you have a family you have other things leaning on you. So our time constraints are different. Our eating constraints are different. Our financial constraints are different. So I understand the constraints we do have. That doesn't mean these are immovable objects. They're simply constraints which we need to work around and understand this is a challenge that's faced for me and other men just like me also I actually have this challenge. If they can overcome this challenge, so can I. And we have that common humanity. I think that's the, the starting point of this podcast for understanding that if you feel like you have these, these constraints in your life, don't worry. There is millions of other people out there just like you who have the same constraints, but they seem to find a way to overcome them. And today on the podcast, we're hoping to help you overcome them as well. Jace, how are you doing today, mate?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I really like that idea of of you know seeing it uh, that a lot of people see it as an immovable constraint, right? They see it as a all or nothing mentality. It's like either and you've we've gotten these comments on the ads all the time that we've run where we've tried to get, you know, when we're getting some more guys on board, um, people will be like, Oh, this guy mustn't love his kids because he just works out all the time, right? People think it's like you either spend six hours a day in the gym or you look after your kids and there's no in-between, there's no middle ground, there's no um there's no context relevant. Um, changes. It's all just like you know, it's either you you go all in and you're you know and you're whipping your wife to cookie chicken breast and broccoli or um or or you're you know eating her um her you know creamy carbonara with no chicken in it because oh yum it's what she made and I have to eat it like it, finding that balancing point is. And, and finding that that individual context for yourself is one of the most important things in fitness because your plan is going to look different to everybody else's in the minor details like yes everyone should train you know with resistance training and weights and eat protein and whole foods and veggies and that kind of stuff but the particular balance of the time that you train and how long you do it and what kind of style it's like that's all going to be individual so um as i was saying don't see it as an immovable object that can't be changed right we're not here to say well you got to just give up an hour of your time with your family and do it. Otherwise, you're going to be fat forever. We're going to say, All right? well, let's figure out the way to make these constraints work um, in the most effective way for you. But exactly, yes, apart mate. from that, I'm good.
0: That's good, mate. And, <laughs> um, but yeah, guys, so just preface this. Everything you feel like is a constraint in your life right now is simply a challenge, okay? And it is our job as human beings to face these challenges and then find ways to overcome them. And that is the challenge that you have to do. The, the, we, and we choose to either do anything. Everything is a choice in life, right? So I think you choose to either be overweight or you choose to be fit. You choose everything. And if we trying to understand that it's not a choice, then we fall into a victim mentality. We blame other people for our circumstances. We justify our circumstances. We make excuses for our circumstances. So instead, if we take ownership, and responsibility for where we are right now we can take ownership and responsibility for our choices moving forward i think that is the key preface to getting into this podcast today own where you are okay that is step one you know ownership or awareness has to happen before change um, if not you'll carry all those excuses for the rest of your life and you'll continue never to change or it'll be a quick band-aid and you'll put the weight back on so The top four ones that I have gotten from dads over the hundreds of dads that I've helped transform personally, I know you've helped hundreds as well, um, Jace, but the top four I normally get are, I can't eat different to my family, right? They'll say this time and time again. It's like, I can't follow a meal plan. I have to eat exactly the same as my family eats. Um, The second one is, I feel guilty for going to train because it takes time away from my wife or kids. So that's the other one. Um, My wife cooks dinner, so I can't control what I eat. That's the other one that we get. Um, and the last one is I don't have time to train in the morning because I'm looking after the kids in the morning. And then they say they don't have time to train at night because I'm getting the kids prepped for the night next day on, uh, during the nighttime. And I would say these are the top four constraints that I mm. face and help dads overcome. Can you think of any others, Jays, or do you think they're the top four? I
1: would, I would say that like every other thing would just kind of be a subsect of one of those four, right? It's like yeah. I can't go for walks in the afternoon or I can't get my steps in because I've got to do family things or I'm working late to provide. You know, it's all mm. some, uh, some one, one of those.
0: Yep, most definitely. I think there's a couple of ways to look at it. One, like most people truly suck at time management. Okay. So I'm just going to put that out there. Productivity and distraction and um, TikTok and Instagram and YouTube probably don't help with that constant dopamine hit where we're just stuck scrolling for hours and we're constantly trying to get that next dopamine hit. So us to stay focused and disciplined and stay to a schedule or a structured plan is hard for a lot of people, or they simply don't have a plan. So with a lot of my guys, I actually go, Download the Google Calendar app. Let's start booking things in. You'll get notifications, but not only notifications on you know, when they should be training and what they should be eating, but when they're going to fit in during the day, the tasks they have to do around the house as well. It's like, rather than waiting till the weekend and you don't have time for, you know, your training or whatever it is, or you're prepping your food, it's like, let's schedule things each day for 15 minutes so you can get done. So you don't have two hours of tasks on a Sunday, um, where then that's your constraint of actually moving forward with your health and fitness. So I think productivity is a big thing we have to look at. But the first thing I want to understand is we have to go that, I can't, the the very first one is I can't eat differently to the family. Um, I normally pose a question to this when people say this to me. It's like, well, does your family eat unhealthy? And if the answer is yes, say, well, do you think that has to change? Um, Because Mm -hmm. if you can't eat differently to your family because they eat unhealthy, well, if you're feeding your kids unhealthy foods, then it's okay to have the chicken nugget here or there, the kids, right? I, I completely get it. But they have to understand what processed food is and what is whole food. And we should primarily be helping our kids eat whole foods. um, So they are getting enough protein in, they are getting enough carbohydrates in, they do feel energized throughout the day. They are just on this constant sugar high. So if you do need to eat, or if you're saying I can't eat differently to my family, why isn't that healthy food? Why can't you mm. calorie control that? Um, and if it is unhealthy, that they're eating right now. Maybe that's actually a bigger conversation you have to have at home, where we want to, We want the kids and the family to be eating healthy, so we can be positive role models in their life. And I think that is a bigger thing. Or the other standpoint on that is because there's a m- misconception with the guys that I talk to and what eating healthy is. And eating unhealthy, so they mm. think eating healthy is eating chicken and broccoli. And it's like, ah, oh, we can't eat chicken and broccoli every night. It's like no one is saying that. So all of a sudden, it's just it, it, there's a gap between the education, between where the nutrition IQ is and where the nutrition IQ can be, and what health is and what health isn't. Because chicken, mm. chicken and broccoli can also be unhealthy eaten in large quantities, right? Nachos or burgers can be healthy eaten in the right quantities. So the biggest thing is is simply just a lack of education um around this uh, that's where i would look at it anyway
1: yeah i I'd, I'd agree i like that um that putting it back on the dads and really saying yeah if you if you oh if i'm going to do a healthy plan and i can't eat what my family eats well that that is a bigger conversation that you need to have because if your family's eating things that aren't in line with a healthy plan that's a bigger problem right like we will often do far more and this this is an example of it later on right we will do far more for our kids than we will for ourselves so why are we not willing to have that conversation and this the notice these all kind of blend together right into basically one big family dynamic challenge and the conversation then is with the wife, right? If, if she's the one primarily making the food, um, then you know, first of all, if you're cooking the food, then yeah, everyone can eat the same as you, right? My wife just eats whatever I want to cook. Uh, that's that's the benefit of being the one, the person who cooks, right? It's the same thing for you know, at the moment, you know, me I, I can't have any uh, salt, added salt, and that, that breaks my heart because I, you know, I'm salt bay. I added it. You know, got to have flavor in your food, but um, but yeah, you know, I do the cooking, so therefore, it doesn't matter what. You know what unless my wife's like oh i really feel like this tonight or i want to have you know this meal like, okay cool I'll, let me see how if i can figure out how to make that work that comes with being the person who cooks if you're not that person who cooks then you're you it, kind of the burden is left to your wife. And if she's making things that are unhealthy, then you have that bigger conversation about, Hey, I think we should maybe potentially change some of these things and, and include some more things. The other aspect is they'll, the, often the only thing that might be missing is some protein, right? There'll be people that still eat relatively healthy dinners, but they're just not super high in protein, right? It might be, Mm -hmm. you know, um, a tiny bit of chicken and there's like, you know, quinoa and pumpkin and, and couscous or whatever. And it's all mixed together and it's like a nice big healthy sort of, meal but you're just not getting your protein needs met which is a relatively um you know that is a relatively simple solution if you're able to just prep some protein right if you have some oven baked chicken breast ready to go that you can add in extra or you can just ask you wife, hey if i just have a pan off to the side i'm going to pan fry you know uh, some beef and i'm going to put that in there as well and then that's going to be my extra protein for the meal right you can find ways to add those little bits in if that's your circumstances but the bigger conversation is getting your wife on board with those changes and you know, having that real buy-in conversation of look, it's really important to me that we we eat healthier. I've realised it in myself that I need to be eating healthier. Right, you definitely don't want to get your wife and say, you know what, you need to be eating healthier because that's that's not a conversation that's going to go down very well. I cannot cannot but, recommend that.
0: But I would say also with that, mate, it, it, like talking to your partner about this is such a crucial thing. But you need to talk to your partner about this, and not. A way where they become defensive or you're attacking them. Because if you're saying, Oh, our kids need to start eating healthy, and they come back at you saying, What? I'm not feeding my kids healthy things. And all of a sudden it starts becoming this you're pushing a gender on the family, and they start to feel like they aren't good enough. Or there's a, mm. a there's a lack of self worth starts to come across. So instead, yeah. you need to come across why it's important for you. Um, and it's not a fact of anyone losing weight. It's a fact of you want the kids to have like great amounts of energy. You want them to have great cognitive uh, performance at school. So you want them to be able to focus for longer. You want them mm. to understand healthy eating practices as well. Because we know if that you know a kid is overweight or obese um, in their Teens, they're 30% to 35% likely to be overweight or obese as an adult. And you don't want to put that on your kids either. So Mm -hmm. it's it's not trying to put your kids on some calorie controlled diet. That is not what we're saying whatsoever, because that will do more harm than good. But what Mm -hmm. it is doing, it's like helping them understand what a plate looks like. This is what a protein is. This is what a carbohydrate, and this is what fats are. And this is what they do for the body. Like my kids understand, like protein builds muscles. Carbohydrates give us energy. Fat helps our hormones my kids know this (laughs) um so i but not to like the the nuanced degree but they like they go okay cool we're having we need to have protein for dinner what's what's for dinner with the protein tonight and it's not a um, a negative conversation, they kind of get excited around food, right? Um, mm. And then because of that, they understand that, you know, they have to eat, they want to hit, eat that protein at nighttime. They love carbohydrates because they give them energy for soccer and running and all that sort of stuff. So we need to have these foods and we, ha- we understand what good fats are. We know what avocado does. We know that our hormones are important for us to, to feel fantastic and have high energy and have, you know, great skin and feel just good. So I think it's, it's for yourself as a parent there's one thing you're going to be doing for the rest of your life and there's one thing your kid's going to be doing for the rest of life and that's eating right so uh, and breathing but like let's just look at one of the things which is eating right so i think for us if you don't have an awareness of nutrition like listen to the podcast um go back and listen to some of the other episodes um and give yourself a good understanding of what nutrition is, how protein helps the body and how it builds muscle mass and how it helps you stay fuller for longer. Understand how carbohydrates support your training and there's no such the thing is, bad car, bad, like bad food. Um, there's just an, an oversupply or overconsumption of specific food. Because a lot of guys do come to us and it's like, well, my family eats carbohydrates. So I can't be on a healthy eating plan because I'll I, I have carbohydrates. So carbs aren't bad, but it's helping your kids understand carbs, that the carbs aren't bad as well. Because every time if you go on a diet, you're cutting out carbs and you're talking to your partner about your wife or husband about this, and you're saying, I've got to cut carbs to lose weight. Your kids listen to everything right? Mm. They listen to, and all of a sudden, they will start to, they can start to create these um, negative eating habits as they're coming into teenagers because they're like, oh, I can't eat carbohydrates. All of a sudden, they've got bad relationships with food. So it's up to you to do some form of nutritional education, not trying to become some nutritional scientist, but just some basic education around that. Whereas like, okay, we eat calories to survive. There is a calorie maintenance and there is a calorie surplus. If you're gaining weight, you're over consuming. If you're losing weight, you're you know, under consuming. We need to be having protein in every single meal. Carbohydrates are great. Fruit is also awesome. We want to have those micronutrients. So it's having like a basic understanding and then going, well, looking at the week as a whole, and I think for my kids, Jace, just older than yours, um, they start to have more things involved in their life as Immy will grow up, like, you know, after school yeah. sport, nights start to get even more hectic for different nights of the week. And this is what I find with some of my dads. So, like, Tuesday for us is soccer. Wednesday is soccer. Liv has um, – a couple of board association meetings throughout the month as well. So like every fortnight, there's a Wednesday night that runs late. So you're looking at, oh, well, this is what happens with the guys. It's like, well, I can't eat healthy. And it's takeaway on Tuesdays and Thursdays because we can't eat healthy. And it's, this is literally the worst. We can't eat healthy on Tuesday and Thursday nights because we don't have time. And well, you still can't eat out and eat healthy. So that's one. So again, it's, it's a movable object, not an immovable object. Um, and two, then you have to just look ahead of time. And again, it comes down to a bit of preparation where it's going, okay, what nights, sitting down on a Sunday, what nights of the week, okay, are we strapped for time? What Tuesdays and Thursdays? Okay, what is some great meals that the family can have on those nights that we can prep on a Sunday that we can already eat? Shepherd's pie. There's not one kid that I know that doesn't eat shepherd's pie. It's got potato. There's got meat and you put some cheese on top and it tastes amazing. And something that can be easily heated up and it's not going to be dry. Like it's, it's Mm. great. So you can just chuck it in the oven or the air fryer or however you heat your food up and you make it on a Sunday, easy to portion out. You take your portion, you know, your calories, put a salad on the side. Happy day is good to go. You can make some spaghetti right? There's nothing wrong with spaghetti guys. You just have to understand the recipe that gives you your calorie needs, maybe five, 600 calories. So you get your mince, you get your tomato passata, you get some herbs and spices, not the KFC ones, but just the other herbs and spices. I mean,
1: look, you can <laughs> bottle the, just the KFC ones, right? You get it without the fried chicken and you'll be right.
0: <laughs> exactly. But it's like spaghetti is an easy one for you to do. And no kid doesn't like spaghetti, except if you're my kid who's Finny, doesn't like it for some weird reason. Um, <laughs> who knows? Um, um, but at-home pizza is another easy one, right? You could chop mm. up tomato, mushrooms, cheese, ham, salami, whatever it is. It takes 15 minutes to put a pizza in an oven and get bring it back out. You could have two mm. pizzas for 600 calories quite easy as an adult. And your kids are not going to say no to pizza. So again, if you chop some stuff up beforehand, all of a sudden homemade pizzas happen on Thursdays and you're good to go. So I think it's understanding what are easy dinners? For, what, is, what are our... Short-time t- short dinners that we have as a family. Mm. And if you have a list of those, all of a sudden we moved away a constraint. And also, uh, what, what can we eat when we can't be fucked to dinner, right? And I think yeah. that's a big one as well. So what is the takeout that we go to, right? We Wednesday nights for us, every Wednesday night is takeout, and we've talked about this before, and it's Thai. I have a sizzling beef and a cup of rice right it's literally beef vegetables and rice um and that's our, that's my takeout liv has her takeout the kids can have their takeout and we're still doing it we're still hitting our calories okay And again, not obsessing about it. I don't obsess about calories or anything like that. I track my calories because it's just like a a budget, like your um, income. So we track our calories depending on our goal and we can still have takeout. So I think it's looking at that. So it's having comfort food dinners, nothing wrong with tacos. There's nothing wrong with burgers. Um, You know, a brioche bun is is going to be lower in calories than a standard bun. People don't understand that. You can grab one of those lean peppercorn um, beef burgers from Coles like the beef patties, I think they're about a hundred calories for the beef patty or maybe even less. Um, yeah, they're super low. They're,
1: yeah. They're, they're not too bad. It's like 120 calories for the patty. Yeah. You can, I mean, if you want to be bougie as well, you can get some chicken mints or some beef mints, like the you extra do. lean ones and make your own. Like it, um, there's, there's options available, but there's people, uh, you've got to remember, especially for a lot of the guys that are starting out, you only know what you know right Good. and your your tunnel vision you've got blinders on like a like a horse on the track right you've got blinders on that that only are focused on the things that you are aware of there are options like some of these options that try to about oh i never thought about you know, prepping dinner for those harder nights on a, on earlier on, because a lot of people would be in the mentality of, you know, either we just get takeaway cause it's easy or, you know, oh, what would you even prep ahead of time? You know, we only cook dinner on the night. The, um the other thing that my wife and I will do, like we'll do it by accident sometimes, but um, I'll often like, you know, I've, I've cooked up uh, last week, I cooked up a pork shoulder, right? Um, super high in fat, right? I talked about this in one of our in um, in our in our groups. It's a super high fat cut, which means that when I have it, and I'm going to have it, let's say, for example, in either like a taco salad, which is always a really good option because you just throw some lettuce, some um, some beans, a little bit of uh, pickled onion in there for me, put the beef on top, I'm done. Like, I'm good. The problem is people then add sour cream, cheese, avocado, put all the other shit on top. It's like the, the meat already has all the fat in it. You don't need to add the other six types of fat. Mm. um but i'll cook that up at the start of the week then we've got dinner like really quick dinner ready to go for like four nights in a row um i've cooked dinner last night we made a i made a chicken curry and rice i make enough rice and enough chicken curry that we can have it two nights in a row or even like on the third night if we don't want to have it two nights in a row for example so that way we know if it is like, like we'll have a, a night So like, oh if it's a harder night i've got like from when she was first born and then, you know, making some extra meals afterwards, have got like six freezer meals of either that chicken curry and rice or um, high-protein pasta. They're just sitting in the little takeaway containers that if we have a hard night, they're our oh-shit meals. I pop them in the microwave for five minutes each, mix them up. We've got a dinner. It's not the sexiest dinner in the world, but we've got a dinner. Obviously, it's a bit easier because we've um, it's just us two and we're not, we don't have, you know, children's palates to to consider in terms of, you know, do they want to eat, you know, frozen mush by the point <laughs> for how long it's been frozen? Tastes good to me though. But those are those are our oh shit meals. You've got takeaway options. For example, like Thai, you've got Mexican, right? Like um, it's my wife and I, it's our five-year anniversary today in terms of when we met, um, basically met and started dating pretty much. So that, that's today. So we're probably going to have um, something easy tonight in terms of takeaway. Her favorite is Guzman and Gomez, right? She likes to get the nachos from there. I like to get the taco salad or the burrito bowl. Easy, done. Mm you know, protein, carbs, fats, it's all in there. It's nice and neutral. You get the burrito with the rice and the beans and the cheese and the high fat meat and the wrap on top of it. It's like you got six different forms of carbs in there. It's just unnecessary, right? So it's, as Chave's saying, increasing your nutrition IQ so you know what kind of balance you can hit at some of these restaurants and some of these places you have and doing things like, yeah, prepping a pasta bake, right? Pasta bakes are number one, easy, easy, easy thing to do, right? Chuck all the, like you cook Mm. the pasta, put it in a pot, put the meat in, put the veggies in, put the sauce in, put the like a bit of alfoil on top, put it in the freezer, put the lid on when you need to pop it in the oven, like two hours before before um, you need to have dinner and it's it's done. It's ready. It's pasta, right? You know, it's bits of pasta, bits of meat, bits of veggies with a yummy sauce. Like there's no, there's no downside to something like that. But um, as we're saying, I think a big thing for me was that conversation with the wife, making it a team effort, right? Mm. A lot of guys will expect the wife to cook. And it's, or yeah. it, that might be their expectation, like, "Hey, you're making dinner, so you need to make it healthier." As opposed to being like, "Hey, look, I've been learning a lot of stuff about nutrition, or I've been, I've been, you know, doing this program and chatting to these guys and listening to these podcasts, and you know, um, yeah, you know, I'd, I'd love to be a more active part in, um, you know, helping either pick out ideas because you know, there's nothing worse than, especially if you're, you know, you're a mum, you've been you know, taking care of kids all day, then I got to think oh, what am I going to make for dinner? Oh, how, how do I make my husband happy and include whatever he wants? What does he want? Protein, veggies, what has protein? Oh, this, this pasta has protein in it. All right, we're having pasta tonight, right? Like you've got to be an active participant in that, in that sort of dinner process.
0: Well, you have to be an active participant in changing your life, right? No one's yeah. like coming, coming to save you either. And if you're expecting Which, your wife trying. to save you. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> trying our best. But you can't just put, um, put another thing on your wife, especially if she's mm. working. She's like, it's like, there's only so much you can do. Mm-hmm. So if you're then chucking this on top of her, it's just another thing she has to deal with. Um, so this is another th- reason why coaching is actually quite good. Because you can lean on people who have the education that you want to lean. You, you want so if you're trying to hit 600 calorie dinners, for example, and you're just Googling for hours on end, don't know, not knowing what to do, you can say, "Hey, hey, Trav, hey, Jace, do you have like five or six 600 calorie dinners that are family friendly?" Be like, "Yeah, sure, dude. Here's five or six. Bang, done." And you can just go, "Hey, I've talked to some of the guys. Um, these are five that are family friendly. Do you like any of these? Not make these." like, like do you, do you, yeah. exactly, you ask your partner, do you like any of these, and again, as Jay said, like when guys tell me that their wife looks after this i essentially essentially just say, well, it's good to be involved, and it's especially good to be involved if your goals are important to you, so mm. It's having that open and honest conversation going, I know you do a lot of the cooking if they do. um, And what you're currently doing is amazing, especially even if there is time constraints with everything they're doing. I'd love for us to sit down on a Sunday and plan some stuff out because I'm trying to hit my calories based on my goals and also because I want to feel more confident about myself and I want to have more energy for the kids. So do you mind if we sit down for 30 minutes on a Sunday so I can plan my week so I can be a better dad, a better me and a better husband. No wife is going to say to you, fuck off. No, right? I don't you? want you to, how dare you want to be better? Like, you can drink no, beer I,
1: on the couch yeah, like a man.
0: Exactly. And make sure that I, and eat the stuff like they they're not They're going to go, like they'll look at you, they'll say, thank you, one, probably for articulating it in a nice way. Um, and two, they will give you the time because they can see that it's important to you. And if it's important mm. to you because you want to be better for you, for them and for the kids, Like, of course, they'll give you time because they can understand this isn't just about you getting abs and, you know, getting hot for the summer. Um, It's about you being a good role model for your kids and being healthy and being the best version of you. And if you spend 30 minutes each weekend for the next month, just planning out some dinners, mate, like most people eat 23 different foods a week. That's it. 23 different food items right? But they just eat an overconsumption of those 23 or the 23 wrong foods. When I say wrong foods, high caloric based foods, not high volume or high nutrient dense based foods. So it's just changing some of the foods we do eat. We can make them taste great. Jace is a master at that. If you go follow the Fit Dads Club um, Instagram page, jump in the Facebook groups, he'll pop up recipes all the time. But I think the biggest thing is, like I said at the start, responsibility and ownership starts with you preparation and planning is the key to this right Mm -hmm. you don't go into a say you're trying to um nail a project at work you don't fucking go blind into this project oh yeah it'll work itself out and then at the end of the project you go yep sure it nailed it no your eating is a project so Mm -hmm. you plan out before you actually embark on the project so you can nail the project knowing there'll be hurdles on the way Mm -hmm. and if a hurdle comes you already have a plan b Oh my gosh, like it was a crazy night tonight. I don't know what to do. Just order 17 pizzas and some ice cream on the way. No, you go, oh, well, we know there's a hurdle. We know if there's time poor nights, well, let's grab tire. right? You've already have an if, when, then scenario in your back pocket. So you can still hit your calories because just like any project, you know, what do you say all the time, Jace? Like randomness is the thing that's always going to happen,
1: right? Yeah. Randomness uh, has never not happened.
0: Exactly. So if we have a, a, some form of plan for when randomness does happen, because that is inevitable, then we can just simply see it as a speed bump that doesn't, Throw us out, because again, when we do get thrown out, that 's when we start to uh, uh, default back to prior habits and poor habits, and then when we go over calories, a lot of people then just blow it for the next seven days because they have this all or nothing mindset. so you know we, we need to make sure we have plans for when randomness happens. I think that is a big thing for us to look at. Um, the next one I did want to talk about was the feeling of guilt for training, hmm. and like a lot of dads have this. Um, you know, you might not have this if you're a dad, but this actually comes up more often than not. And I think it's just a mindset shift that we have to talk about. I'm not going to say, I will talk about the hours in the day. Like we all have a certain 24 hours in a day, guys. Um, and I'm not saying anyone's hours are more important than others, but you have to understand that 30 minutes is 2% of your day. Okay. Just, just understanding just simple math. 30 minutes is 2% of your day. Three and a half hours is 2% of your week. All I'm asking is for you to get, dedicate 2% of your week to your health, right? That's it. The average person watches TV for 10 to 12 hours a week, right? That's, and I'm undercutting it as well there, but 10 mm. to 12 hours a week, a couple of extra hours on the weekend and an hour each day during the week. And I'm actually being quite generous here with this, but that's about 6 to 7% of your week. You don't feel guilty for watching TV. So you shouldn't feel guilty for spending even less time doing your training, right? Mm. And I understand yet maybe some of the TV watching is with your kids, but if we look at it, you don't feel guilty for watching TV. um, And you have to ask yourself, is watching this TV moving towards my goals, right? Is it helping me be a better role model for my kids? Is it making you you feel more confident, more energetic, and just a better person in general? Is it taking you towards the best version of you? And this, I'm not anti-TV. Like I watch an hour of TV every single day. Like I watch it before I go to sleep. I sit down with a partner. We've talked about this before. It is, I do spend like 2 to 3% of my day, okay, and 2 to 3% of my week watching TV because it is a good pastime for us once the kids do go to sleep. But I train in the mornings and I spend my 2% of my morning into training. Um, so it's not a, like for me, it, it's, it's already fitted in. Now, mm. if our goal is to be a role model for our kids, you shouldn't feel guilty for training you shouldn't feel like you should more so feel like it's your responsibility to train because kids watch what you do not what you say you know they see you training they see you being healthy then they'll be healthy and they'll want to do more active things if they see you just watching tv and scrolling your phone and you're just yelling at them get off the ipad and get outside and do some movement so
1: yeah, like, get out we'll... get outside and play in the play in the <laughs> sunshine go to the park <laughs> kick a ball like exactly. sitting there on your phone on the couch
0: exactly so when we're looking at this it's like you can't be a hypocrite with this sort of stuff you have Mm. to be someone who not only is the person saying yep let's get more active but you're being more active and true leaders show and then that's how they get followers and as any parent you're a leader and your children are followers that's just how it is right and you lead by example when we look at just some simple stats like kids uh if your parent if parents are overweight or obese. Kids are more, are 80% more likely to be so as well. 80%. That's insane, right? And kids with a healthy weight parent, okay, where both parents are a healthy weight. And again, don't come troll me, what's a healthy weight? Like the stats are there, right? Like Google it. Um, when we look at what a healthy weight parents are, 1% of kids are more likely to be overweight or obese
1: obese.
0: But when we look at it, it's like, so it's your role as a parent for your kids to have the best quality of life for them. And the best quality of life is a healthy life. It just simply is. And that's from living longer, being more confident, not having any type of health related diseases. So it's your job as a parent to be the healthiest version of you. And the stats say if both parents are a healthy weight, our kids are 1% likely to be overweight or obese versus 80%. So if we're looking at this, well, we need to flip this switch in our head. It's not being selfish to go and train for 2% of your day or 2% of your week. It's actually being selfish not to train because you're you're taking away that role model, the most important role model in their life and that is you so you're showing them an active healthy lifestyle and how you can fit it into your life because if not your kids will grow up thinking, oh no have to work have to have family can't have health because there's not enough time if you always say there's not enough time then they think there's not enough time because you start to ingrain these beliefs into them and then all of a sudden it's conviction we should look at our parents until a certain age as if they're gospel Okay, even mm-hmm. if they argue with you as a kid growing up, my Jackson argues, but he believes what I say, right? He just likes to test my patience. Uh, so <laughs> with this, they, they do listen to you. So if you make it a priority, even though you have everything going on, they understand what well, health is a priority. It helps us be happier. It it does make you happier. It it helps us be more patient. It helps us have more discipline that carries across in every aspect of your life. It helps us have more confidence. It helps us live for longer. It helps us have more an abundance of energy so we can play with our kids even more. So Hmm. flip the switch. It's not selfish for going to train. It's selfish to sit on the couch and not train. Um, And you have to try and find that 30 minutes a day or one hour every other day or whatever it is. Just, I want you to try and find 2% of your week. And it's all it is. It's a mindset switch. It's a story you tell yourself as reframing that story. That's my belief anyway.
1: What do you think, Jase? I look, I completely agree. I think there's another aspect that where the guilt can come into it, right? Where you feel guilty leaving the mum to do, especially when you've got younger kids, like in the situation I'm in, you'll feel guilty leaving the mum to do a lot more of the, um, uh, the, 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 Parenting load, right when they're when they're very young and they're not like you know. I mean, sometimes just needs you know she just needs to be held all the time, or she needs to you know someone to watch her because right now she's pulling herself up on things, and as a result, she's falling over on things too. So it's um, it's a lot of fun. She hasn't built her squat strength up yet, but you know she's ta- she's taken after her dad. She's getting there. Um, the 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 challenge with that is again getting that buy and getting that that um, that uh, conversation with your wife and having the conversation of look. I understand that, you know, there's, there's, it's really difficult. And my wife and I have had this conversation where if I wasn't working from home, um, then my ability to go to the gym for at least before, as long as I was going, I was going for probably like an hour and a bit each, um, like four times a week that wouldn't, she's like, that wouldn't be happening. Um, and I was like, no, completely understand. I would have my gym gear with me on the way home. I would do like this half an hour Butt blaster. Abs- yeah, just like <laughs> the four, five exercises in a row, all to failure. Just bang, 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 bang. I would just absolutely you know, kill myself in there, maybe three times a week. That would be like my goal. I I wouldn't probably during this phase of life, wouldn't be able to, to, you know, meticulously grow muscle the way I'm trying to do it right now. My goal would be very different. I would just be trying to maintain because it's a stressful period of life. If you have that conversation with your partner and you balance it out and you're able to say, yeah, look, I know that, you know, taking this extra um, bit of time for myself might uh, you know, might leave you a little bit in the lurch and I don't want to do that, but I want to try and, you know, make it up to you and and let's find some sort of balance where I can maybe do it a, a little bit more on those nights to help you out. Right. The, um, the, the things that I've started doing at home, it's like, as soon as I finish working, if I've, you know, if I've got, I usually go to the gym in the middle of the day when it's not busy at all. So I can get the session done and there's like no waiting for machines. And then as a result, I work a bit later when I finish I jump out and I'm pretty much immediately into, um, you know, I'll be bathing her, I'll be cleaning her high chair, I'll be uh, doing the dishes and getting dinner ready. That's like my thing and my contribution. You've got to think, well, what when I'm coming home? Am I coming home with the energy of? let me contribute, let me try and make, um, mm. you know, uh, oh, now that he started going to the gym, he's actually started helping her out around the house a little My bit house. more too, have that yeah. positive Pavlovian association in her brain, right? Mm. But, but there's, there's got to be that conversation. You can't just be like, All right, I'm going to the gym for an hour every other day now, see you later. It's like, hey, I do want to take this bit of time. What days would be best if I can make it work, you know, whether you've got a home gym and it's super accessible or you've got to go to a 24 hour gym, what days would be best? And then how long, you know, how long, you know, oh, like for you know, half an hour, 45 minutes is a, 45 minutes is a good, good length of time. Um, I'm like, cool. So I'm going to put together a program. You can get an effective stimulus. You can get an effective session in, in less, you can do it in half an hour. It doesn't have to be a hell of a lot of time, but it has to be some time. So have that conversation, try and again, schedule it in, look at the week, be like, oh, cool. Well, I know I can't go on Tuesday because that's our busy night, right? We wanna make sure, I wanna take the stress off that time. Wednesday is a little bit more chill. So maybe I know, hey, if we pre-prep dinner for Wednesday and I go to the gym that night, then we've got an easy dinner and I've been able to go to the gym and the time isn't as bad. So you can start to be proactive in scheduling some of these things, these things that need to be done on that evening, doing them ahead of time or pre-prepping them as best you can and then you've, got, you've sort of given yourself the time and the space to be able to go to the gym or even if it's going for a walk. One of my dads, I told him, when you get home, your wife is stressed. She's got like three kids. She's looking up; They're all running around. Take them all for a walk. Go out for like mm-hmm. a, a 20, 30-minute family walk either with your wife or if she wants to stay at home, she can stay at home and, you know, decompress from having the kids all day if that's the, the situation then let that happen go take them out you get your steps in you go play with them at the park do whatever you you're getting your your fitness on they're getting a better example from you right which is the whole thing you should be looking back and saying you know if i in if my kids in 30 years time are doing the things that i'm doing am i going to feel guilty for that am i going to feel guilty looking out into the future and seeing my son or my daughter sitting on the couch you you know eating the pizza it's like I did that. I've been that example. Or are they going to be the person that in 30 years time gets up off the couch, goes to the gym, you know, goes, goes for a run, goes for a walk, does something for themselves. Cause they're like, Oh yeah, that's what dad used to do. That's what Mum used to do. Right. Is that, then that, that for me, alleviates all guilt of going to the yeah. gym because he sees, me is like you know she sees me get into my gym gear go for the walk you know my wife and i she walk my wife we went for a walk around the block and she walked me to the gym yesterday and then i met them on the way home when they were at the park like the, that is is just such a part of our routine she's never going to know a dad that doesn't go to the gym or train himself in some way
0: mate i completely agree and i think if you look at that not just on a um aesthetic point of view i think on an emotional point of view if currently right now, your habits that you're, cause you're teaching your kids habits, right? No matter what stressed, drink alcohol. That's how we deal with stress. Okay. Stressed, overeat food. Don't have time. Must eat pizza. Uh, never can find time to train because life is hard. We don't find time to train when life's hard. Like I, I think if you're, and you're constantly feeling low energy, low self-confidence, if you took off your shirt, you'd do it with the lights off, right? Cause <laughs> you definitely wouldn't do it down, down the beach. Like, if that's how you're feeling right now, and your habits have contributed to this, right? but you're teaching your kids these habits, so do you want the emotional standpoint that you're currently feeling, which is a low self-confidence, a low energy, um, feeling like that self-consciousness, um, your kids are going to have that, unless you teach them better habits, habit better habits around their health and fitness. So if not just on an aesthetic point of view, you're teaching them on an energetic and confidence point of view and a time management point of view um, how to fit things in because that will take it all in guys. And I think it's like, if that's not a rocket up the ass enough, like it damn well should be. And as Jace did said before, it's like, finding things where you can do with the kids and everything depends on obviously the age of the kids, right? Hmm. If Jackson Finn is a bit older now, I can go kick the soccer ball and run around on a soccer field for half an hour every afternoon. If I wanted to, right. I don't do it. We do soccer Tuesdays and Thursday afternoons. Um, But, and I coach soccer on Tuesdays and Jax has his training. We run around over with Finn on Thursdays, but Every day, if I wanted to, I could do it if I need to alleviate time from Liv, but I don't have to do that. Um, if Saturday mornings, like Liv comes with me, but if not, we could be doing park run like we do in the off season for soccer. I was like, take the kids. It doesn't matter if they're in a pram, or if they're 13 years old or 18 years old or if your kid's 38 years old, I don't care. Take your 38-year-old son or daughter to park run around around the park with them. And it doesn't have to be like, it's a great thing a lot of our dads are doing because it's easy five kilometers in the morning. There's a, a, a scheduled time each week and you just build it into your weekly routine. This is what we do. We do park run. And then, you know, you're getting new your times better. You're teaching your kids also on skill acquisition. We do this more. We get more efficient. We get better. We get faster. And then they can take that into other aspects of their life. So I think, guys, it's just, it's flipping a bit of a switch. It's finding activities where you can still do it with your kids. Some of my guys, what I'll do is have, again, like an all or nothing mentality with training is a big thing with dads i think mm-hmm. this is another key thing if i don't have an hour to train i'm not going to train or even if i don't have 30 minutes to train then what's the point some of my guys i'll build out some 10 minute emoms for them and it's like we, we want to try and for some of my guys as they're trying to start to building habits i try and build a habit where they train every day um and but training for them could be 10 minutes so we find out a minimum 10 minutes a day and we never miss two days we never miss a day in a row so if you miss today then you do it for tomorrow for 10 minutes and it's like dude can you find 10 minutes a day right? Can you find 10 minutes? Of course I can. You know, if not, I could do 10 minutes before I go to bed. I could do 10 minutes when I wake up. Worst case scenario, you just bump out, you know, 10 minutes in the middle of your lunch break. If you're wearing a suit, who cares guys, stop caring what other people think. So if you do this, what could a 10 minute workout be? I'm like, literally you could get under a a table and do some body rows or under a bar. If you have a gym at home, you do like on minute one, I do 10 to 15 body rows. Minute two, I do 15 to 20 push push-ups you just go back and forth for 10 minutes. Like, that's okay. If that's your minimal effective dose for a workout to tick the box saying I trained today, that in itself, building a habit of training and health and fitness is better than not working out. If I have 20 minutes, then I can do two of these EMOMs. If I have 30 minutes, hey, I could do a full workout. But you have a minimum threshold that you hit because we all have 10 minutes. Even if you slipped it in somewhere, we can find 10 minutes and all of a sudden you have that um, trickle on effect. And I think the last thing is, If it's having a conversation with your wife and the guilt sort of factor, if if she understands and lives so good with this with me, like train me training, I'm a better person. Right? Mm -hmm. I simply am. Like, and it's been ingrained to my life for a long time now. I there's positive effects for me just feeling good when i train and when i don't train for whatever reason whether it be the endorphins or just i'm not my best self because it is part of who i am and my identity um if i don't train i'm not my best self so she knows that if i dedicate two percent of my day to training that means 98 percent of the rest of my day is better and is she she happy she is so happy for me to give two percent of every day of me to my health and fitness to have the 98 percent of me Being fantastic, and I think it's it's understanding that two percent makes the ninety eight percent better, and you're running at a full capacity, or your whole day you're running at like fifty percent version of you, lethargic, walking around like you're just you know not the best version of you, assembly to put right. Mm -hmm. So, two percent makes the ninety eight percent better. So if you flip it like that, you're more energetic for your kids you're more disciplined, you communicate better because you've got a bit of frustration out in the gym rather than trying to sedate yourself with alcohol, right? Like you're just a better partner, you're a better dad, you're better at work, you're more like your cognitive performance is on point because you've got that brain-derived neurotropic factor. If you train in the morning, you're just pumping out the, the work during the day. Like Everything in your life is so much better when you're training and there is countless studies on this. This is not me just like blowing wind up your ass. It's literally, there is so many studies that every factor of your life becomes better when you train, okay? Mm. So 2% to make the 98% better.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Lawrence noticed that if I go a couple of days for that training, um, hasn't happened for a while, but when it did, just like, you're, I think you're a lot nicer and, and just more tolerant and patient when you train. It's like you get that energy out somewhere. You can work out your frustrations, right? I was talking to one of the um, one of my new clients today, and I was like, like second to like martial arts being able to like press a dumbbell and like put the energy and the stress of the day into that movement is such a powerful release. And you know, the effects on things like anxiety and depression, when you exercise it it is one of the best. It's like one of the, the, I think it's like the single biggest thing that you can do to prevent things like depression and anxiety is have some kind of, exercise routine not only does it give you goals and structure and progression and and growth and all of these little things that tick little little dopamine boxes in our head but the physical act gives you the endorphins right it makes you feel healthier. it utilizes the energy that sits stagnant in your body if you're sitting down for 8 to 12 hours a day that the carbohydrates that are just milling around like hey give me give me something to do give me something to do muscle glycogen's full i got nothing i got nowhere to go i got nothing to do are you gonna do nothing i'm just gonna go to the stomach now fine I guess that's where I live. Yeah, that's my new home. And you don't want it to be there. You want to expel it, right? And get rid of it. It's a um, it's it's the example that you're setting. I think um, really touched the core with me as well. Just the idea of not wanting to pass these these lack of confidence, even if you don't have a six pack, the confidence that you will have to take your shirt off to be proud of yourself and your body even if it's not, you know, 100% where you want it to be then you're teaching your kids hey it's okay to be a work in progress and also be happy with where you are at the same time it's okay to be you know proud of your progress and still have goals that you're striving for it's it's okay to be yeah confident in yourself when you're not perfect cuz we're never going to be perfect so having that mentality is a lot easier when you're doing something to move the needle forward as opposed to doing nothing at all. It's a hell of a lot harder to have confidence. Even if your body looks the same, it's easier to be confident when you are doing stuff and it's easier to pass on those, those ideas, right? Like, like we said, we don't, it's not about obsessing over calories and obsessing over exercise. It's about, Hey, these things make me healthier and happier. So I'm going to prioritize them as you get older and you have some, you know, you know, there's, I talked about this on a couple of, I think I did like a TikTok live the other day where we talked about like calorie density in foods. Like our bodies aren't equipped and our minds aren't equipped to deal with how palatable and calorie dense food is these days. These crunchy, gooey, yummy, nutty, every fucking texture in the world, all in one you know, 500 calorie bar that you can shove in in two bites. Like our bodies aren't equipped to deal with that. So as we get older, we need to have some metric of knowing if we're going you know, way too over or not. That's why we track calories, right? It's not about being anal. It's about awareness. It's about understanding, oh, right, this food has energy. This food has a purpose. Is it fitting my purpose right now? No, it's not about obsessing. It's about teaching them, yeah, food has energy. Right. And food will either give you short bursts of energy and then a crash, or it'll give you long sustaining energy and different food compositions will give you different results. Yeah. If they if you taught your kids that and you gave them a Snickers bar, then they'll be like, Oh, does this have you know protein in it for my muscles? Oh no, not really. Oh, does it have, you know, fiber and vitamins to help me, you know, stay full and have lots of energy? Oh no, but it's got a lot of sugar and, and a lot of fats. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm probably gonna be tired in like an hour, right? Yeah. Oh maybe maybe they don't make the decision right I mean that's a pretty fucking advanced child but still like that's 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 when you get to that point it's like that if they have that awareness of of food and the education that you get from food by doing the tracking by having that awareness is um is going to be valuable for your whole family and and teach them to have that good relationship with food right you have a good relationship with food when you have a a bit of an understanding of what it does to you right like poor relationships with food are formed when people don't, um, they're not aware, they're not conscious or they don't take any stock of how a food makes them feel, right? They, they binge eat it because they're trying to solve an emotional problem or it's, a, but then, yeah, then they feel bloated and they feel shit and then they have an energy crash and they're like, oh, and then they eat more sugar. Like they don't understand, they don't have an understanding of what's going on inside. And you've got to pass that knowledge onto your kids because as Trav said, there's one thing, the two things you're going to be doing for the rest of your life is breathing and eating. Hopefully they know how to
0: breathe. Mate, 100% agree with you. Um, I think when we're looking at this, one of the last things I really wanted to chat about was the fitting it into your schedule. Um, when people say I can't train in the morning because of the kids and I can't train at night because of the kids and the wife. Um and it, it is sometimes a productivity type of thing. I, I normally ask them, well, what time do you wake up and what time do you go to sleep? So looking at the bookends of the day, because that's when we have the most control, we can push bed back slightly or we can pull waking up slightly earlier. Mm-hmm. Um and a lot of the time people don't want to get up in the, in the morning and have a great morning routine because they push bed back too late because they watch more than 2% of their day on TV or scrolling their phone. So I look, cause a great morning routine starts with a great nighttime routine the night before. And we have talked about nighttime and the morning routines before. Um, so if we look at it, uh, they're like, well, I wake up at quarter to seven. Okay. And then from seven, quarter to seven till eight o'clock, I'm getting the kids ready. I'm having breakfast. I'm going to work. Well, what time do you go to sleep? And they're like, oh, know, like 10 o'clock. Well, you don't need to sleep from 10 o'clock until 7 a.m. Like you don't have to have that many hours of sleep, right? If we look at it, you could literally shave off an hour and a half off your sleep and train and still have seven and a half hours of sleep in there. And that will also be so much more positive for you to go and train. Now, you don't even have to do that every day. <laughs> you could do it three days of the week, but still wake up that hour and a half early and on those other two mornings, do the dishes, right? Mm. Fold the washing to be a, be a super positive help to the family around the yeah, house. Brownie right? points. Exactly, guys. Like you don't have, and if you're like, oh, I can't go to the gym, it's like, buy some dumbbells. I don't want to be loud. Put some headphones in. Don't drop the dumbbells on the floor, right? Like control you, you the don't weight. <laughs> control the weight, right? Like, oh, but I can't get a great workout like, with just dumbbells. A workout with dumbbells is better than you sleeping in versus like not training at all right like now we're talking semantics right like
1: yeah. it's, imagine it's, thinking <laughs> lying horizontal in a bed is better oh no i can't even get it i'm just going to do this mental gymnastics That's yeah exactly
0: do. not not training and sleeping in is not equivalent to like there's a spectrum right you stay pressing snooze in bed and sleeping training with some body weight training with some dumbbells training in the commercial gym with all the equipment that you want right like you're at the other end of the spectrum. And so you, you have to go, well, I can be somewhere on the spectrum. It might not be optimal. It might not be perfect, but essentially imperfect action is better than no action at all. I think that is such a crucial thing for everyone with this. Imperfect action is better than no action at all. And that is everything when nutrition, training, and all the rest of it. And now if you can't wake up, like you, have to be, you should be going to sleep. You don't have to be. You should be going to sleep at 10 o'clock or no later. Right. And if you, unless you have night shift work or whatever it is, is, is the rule and there's exceptions to the rule. We're talking about the rule here. Most people, they don't work night shift when we're looking at most people in the world. Um, so when we look at most people, they have like somewhat of a nine to five ish job. That means they are at home. They can have some form of a nighttime routine that is somewhat consistent. They're there with the kids. They have dinner. They prep food maybe for the kids' lunches the next day. They have their own dinner. They wash up their dinner. You know, by that time, it's normally like 8 or 8.30, right? Nothing happens. If you have from 8.30 to 10 o'clock, there is no need for you to do anything after 10 o'clock. You had an hour and a half to decompress, right? Mm. Like that means you could go from 10 o'clock and get to sleep and wake up the next morning and get up at five and go and train. Like you do have time. If you need to start work at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m., and then some people are a little bit different. It's like, I need to get up at 5 a.m. and go to work. Well, okay, can you train at nighttime? No, I can't train at nighttime. That's okay. But most people who start work at 5 a.m. don't work until 6 p.m. at night. So you can train when you knock off from work. Oh, but I'm tired. It's like, dude, you have kids. You're going to be tired no matter what time of the day. Like you're mm-hmm. always tired, right? You're it's tired understanding. From, you're tired for <laughs> you're t- 18 years. You're tired for life, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, if you do start at five or six, you're probably knocking off at three. So that's the time you go and train, right? Like they're, they're, we have to go, This is the thir- this is my 30 minutes. This is my 30 minutes. And if you don't have that hour and a half, then you train at home and you find that 30 minutes or you find that 10 minutes. 10 minutes, seven days a week for 70 minutes is better than not training, right? So mm-hmm. we have to just look at it. There is 2% of your day, okay, where you can find that. And they're like, oh, well, I don't know if I can. Well, I, then I will pose a question. If you were paid to train, like what's a, what's a decent amount of money per hour for you to earn? And they're like, oh, I don't know, like 50 bucks. And I was like, well, say I paid you $100 to train, okay? And you train for 30 to 45 minutes. Would you train if I paid you $100 to go and train? They're like, yeah, of, of course I would. So... And then if I did that and you got an extra $300 a week, would you train three times a week? Like, yeah, of course I would. $300 is a lot of money. Of course I'd train three times a week for for um, $300 a week extra. Uh, well, that means it's, it's not a lack of you don't have time. It's a lack of priorities. And I'll mm. ask my dad this question and all of a sudden they're like, oh, fuck, that's correct. So the problem is you're not putting your training as a big enough priority in your life. When in reality, if you trained three to four times a week and you took a good mindset shift for the next year, you're probably going to be making two to $300 a week more because people who lose weight, again, stats make more money. <laughs> like so many of the guys, it's, it's just the truth, yeah. guys. Like it's the truth. If you dedicated those three, you're not going to get paid $300 a week right now but you get paid $300 a week more in a year's time because the stats are people who lose weight, people who are strong, who are confident, who feel great about themselves, they do make more money. There, there are stats to show it. So guys, you, it is a, a lag effect. So a lead measure is training, lag measure up and make more money, right? Mm. This just happens after the fact. So that's just one of the bonuses. The other bonus is you feel sexy as fuck, uh, you feel confident and you're a great role model to your kids. So like there is so many benefits for that. So like so many of our dads have started with us, have had job promotions. They've got poached by other companies. They've opened their own businesses because they feel more confident about what they do now because all of a sudden there's a carryover effect of taking control of your life, making yourself feel unstoppable. All of a sudden, because they feel unstoppable, they become unstoppable. And it all Mm -hmm. happens because they train three to four times a week and they made a priority. And it's just asking yourself that question. If it is, could you find the time if I paid you $100 every single time you went to train, could you find the time to train? If the answer is yes, then you can find the time to train.
1: Hmm, Exactly. That's just it. It's posing the question, is it enough of a priority for you? And- if it's not, then you've got to understand the ramifications of that positive and negative. All right, like what do, what is that effect on my kids? What is that effect on my health, my longevity? How much longer do I get to live if I do this? If I said, yeah, if you find twenty minutes, thirty minutes, three times a week, you're going to live for an extra fifteen years, would you take that deal? Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah, you would. No, yeah, oh boy, you found the time. Oh my god, magical, right? Because of because of the upside, but people don't see the little the little steps. They don't relate that to the bigger picture enough. So you've got to relate it yourself and think every time I make time for this, this is adding an extra year, six months, you know, to my life by being consistent with this routine, by finding this little bit of time to dedicate to myself. Cause as dads, we often don't dedicate a lot of time to ourselves either. So, as much as, you know, it's, it's effort and it's work, eventually that's going to become your little sanctuary. You can have your headphones on, listen to your favorite music, a podcast or something that you enjoy and have that little bit of space and time for yourself right? That is, a, that is valuable time. That is prioritizing you. That's not being selfish. That's saying, you know, I am worth prioritizing. I am worth putting effort and energy into um, as a human being, right? It's not all about the kids, It's not all about the wife. I, I am worth it as well. It's like, you've got to have that, that self-worth conversation as well and say, I'm worthy of putting energy and effort into.
0: And I think for us guys, when we sum up this podcast, it's like one, let's take ownership and accountability of where we are and where we're going. Two, let's be a leader for our family and for our kids. So a positive role model. Three, communication with your partner is key. Telling them what you're doing, why you're doing it, how long you're doing it for and why it's important to you. So you have that support as a family unit. Four, preparation is key. Not just telling your wife to cook food for you, but actually being an active participant in the process of nutrition inside the household and increasing your nutrition IQ around that. I think that sort of sums up, you know, the podcast today just in some brief um notes at the end here guys Mm. like you can do this your family will support you if you they understand why you want to do this and why this is important to you and the only reason why sometimes you might not get it is because you've tried all these fads in the past and your wife just rolls her eyes so oh fuck we're doing Mm. keto again oh shit we're doing this oh you're joining another thing it's like if you understand that this is something what I'm going to do for the rest of my life because fitness and health is an infinite game, then you need to find a plan that is infinite. And understanding nutrition, increasing your actual nutrition IQ rather than a fad diet, that's an infinite game. So you constantly can increase your knowledge around that. Understanding training, getting stronger, healthier, and fitter is an infinite game. So you keep going through that. And if you stop treating it like a 21-day drop-my-gut sort of shit, right? Your wife will actually take you more seriously as well. I think that's a big thing because it's not another fad. It's the identity that you're becoming. And if you have that conversation, then you will get so much more support. So guys, that is today's podcast. That is balancing family and fitness, the dynamic duo that so many people find as a roadblock. Remember, it is not an immovable force. It is the movable challenge that you simply have to navigate um guys as always leave a review five stars make a comment tell us what you want to hear these podcasts on go to fit-dad.club to book in for a call where we can talk about where you are and where you want to be and how to get there um jace you got any parting words
1: no just uh find the balance that's right for you and your family as long as you're trying to find it as long as you try to find the middle ground for you as to how to balance it it's going to look different for everybody but you can't You can't completely leave fitness off the table if you want to be the best version of yourself. It's as simple as that.
0: Exactly, guys. Well, peace out until next week. Have a great week, guys, and we'll talk to you soon.